Hey, my name is Adam Whitescarver, and I'm the executive director at the Chattanooga House of Prayer, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for listening today, and I hope it encourages you and gives you perspective to see the beauty and the diversity of God's church, both in Chattanooga and the church at large. Thanks for listening. This is our final episode where we talk about uh, the church father, Athanasius, who is one of the most foundational people in the history of the church, even though he's not as famous maybe as someone like St. Augustine. And you have three people sitting around, sorry, well, three people, I'm a host, so I don't really count me, but I guess I'm in there. You have four people sitting around talking. You've got a, a Presbyterian pastor uh, with his doctorate. You've got a guy with his Juris Doctorate in Canon Law uh, in the Catholic Church, that's Reverend David Carter, and you've got another guy with a doctorate, uh, that's Keith Kettenring, who is an Orthodox layperson, very erudite men, talking about uh, this church father and some of the implications for what he has to say. I'm trusting you're going to learn and enjoy here. Uh, We've left off from episode 7, kind of abruptly, but David Carter's picking up the conversation on the redemption and glorification God gives us, and he starts out by talking about the goodness of God. And then we talk about where this naturally leads, which is to hell. That's not really fair, uh, but we did somehow go from the goodness of God to talking about hell. But I'll tell you, this is a fabulous conversation that really helps to round out our understanding, and it is healthy that we would have it. I honestly think that the church does not talk enough about hell, uh, not because it's a happy place, not because we need to be condemning people, but because it actually, if we study it rightly, helps us to understand the goodness of God. So there you go. That's how we kind of got there. Believe it or not, I do think this conversation does a decent job of uh, discussing hell and not violating the concept of the goodness of God in the same way. There you go. Patristics and Prayer, Episode 8 of Season 3. If you want to find out more about this podcast, you can visit our website at chathop.org. That's the Chattanooga House of Prayer at C-H-A-T-T-H-O-P dot org. Thanks for listening, and here is Episode 8. I, I like in this, uh, Joey brought it up too, but, but, but it, I, I'm seeing it again as I'm going through these little things that I've underlined how much he emphasized the goodness of God. He even takes a little excursus yes. a couple of, of, of paragraphs back where he basically says what evil is, the absence of good, you know, that kind of thing. But just like Augusta does in his, his thing, you know, that's a big thing because they're against the dualists. You know, evil is not an opposite to good. It's, it's the absence of good. And the Martianites. <clears throat> and the Martianites. Well, and, and talking about, you know, that God is good as opposed to the Martians, right? Mar- the follow- where they would say, well, these the aliens old- came. <laughs> the, the Someone's going with to heresies. Well, Mar- <laughs> Martian taught that Heretical they were two gods. aliens. <laughs> Martian. <laughs> Or there's two manifestations of God. You know, God. Oh. <laughs> you were doing so well. <laughs> the train came right off the road. All right, keep going. The Martians. So, so like the Old Testament God, quote unquote, was this God of wrath. And that the New Testament God in Jesus Christ was this different manifestation of God. And we say, whoa, you know, the God of the of the new and of the old is the same, is one and the same. Um, 
don't misunderstand that he was demonstrating his power so that he could, that his mercy had had weight. I don't know. There's different ways of saying that, but he's Athanasius is going to emphasize God's goodness, you know, and 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 he keeps asking this question: well, What was God to do? Well, a wrathful God would just go wipe out everybody. But no, he's he's going to find this way that only a loving God will be able to discern. And that's even stunning in and of itself, you know, because people will say, well, I think if God exists, he's ultimately got to be evil. And they'll, that that can get, or wrathful, you know, kind of a thing. And I'm thinking, well, if that were true, we'd have already blown ourselves up. He'd have let us all just mm-hmm. go and blow ourselves up, ruin ourselves, or let disease take over. That just, we exist after all this. After all this. Is, is a proof is of a God's testament to God's providential love, and love for us. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, that, that's an argument out of reason, I guess, as well as like much of anything else. But I, the, he, I, I thought he was so refreshing as I read it because I was like, he's couched everything in that the death of Jesus Christ is not just like for you to get saved from your sins. It, it, it was, and it's so overwhelmingly positive and optimistic. And everything is now changed. Everything that was under death is now under life. And it is for you to opt out of it if you're not to be part of it, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, that goes contrary to various different theologies, I guess. But um, although I think there's a way to reconcile, you know, because in, in our tradition, you know, it's usually talked about, well, judgment is what it is when people are sent to hell. It's not them opting out of it or making some choice of I didn't, you know. I don't really want God, but I'm like, well, I can see where those two even reconcile in that uh, people are given over in the form of a judgment to their own choosing against God and people are choosing against God all at the same time. Uh, but it, he, I mean, God doesn't make that choice. Yeah, no, we're saying he does make that choice and that people are making that choice at the same time that there's just some kind of boy, oh boy, oh boy. Then that God isn't good. Mm, okay, shredding mm. into, into Keith's territory. So we, we we go between two poles, though. I think yeah. we have we have this. Well, I want God, to the mystery. God wills. No. <laughs> I get out of we, it. We go between this thing of God wills the death of the sinner. No, we, okay, yeah. that, that's a bad pole. But then we, uh, you know, and I know that's not that's a caricature even of of total or what do you call oh, it? Um, d- double predestination and things like that. God wills the death of the sinner. But to the other extreme of. God would never allow a sinner to go to hell, right? And that right. universalism, uh, you know, and how, how do we square this with the truth, which I, I believe is somewhere in the middle of, of those two extremes, that um, God loves us even in hell uh, because he keeps us in existence. You know, that's, that's at least our understanding of it in the Catholic tradition, that, that even your existing in hell is somehow good because you exist. To be is is better than not to be. And so divine justice, you know, would allow you to be in hell if you so choose and you've, you've lived a life and you've rejected God, you've, you've opted out. Uh, but he still holds you in existence and that in itself is a good. But like how if, if God is so good and God is God's name is at stake and his redemption is all about saving his why would he allow people not to choose him or to you know, like why, mm-hmm. why why would he not just force everybody in this and that's what origin got in trouble for or originism apocastasis universalism that's Greek Greek Ooh, yeah. Greek 
Well, that's, that's a heresy that's like that's yeah, of universalism, right. and it's 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 a heresy that's rampant, by the way, these days. You know that nobody goes to hell. What's interesting about that heresy, just fun fact, is that it went down uh, in people who are coming to believe that more and more, but when it it dropped, belief in it dropped after the world wars. Yeah, and after nine eleven. In interesting. Country. Very interesting. That because people say have they to come face to face with real evil, and they're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And that, you know, it was Augustine's argument that if God were to force people to go to heaven against their will, it wouldn't be, A, heaven for them, and it wouldn't be heaven for everybody else. Brings up my my little analogy. Can I share my analogy of heaven and hell? If you guys could have seen the expression on David Carter's face, (laughs) you'd have known, of course, we have to let this be shared now because he was more. He'd probably explode. Fire trapped up in his bones. Yes, David, please, please, please share with us. I I love this analogy. And and don't hold me to it. I don't. don't, It's about like the people on a bus and then. Let's be Christian. What do you call that? C.S. Lewis is the great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the analogy of heaven and hell is the same reality but perceived differently. And it is C.S. Lewis, like the last battle and, and that imagery of, you know, the people that are caught in an invisible prison. You know, they don't even know that they're free, but, but they think they're okay. But yeah, but the, but the idea of you're going into the great feast, the marriage feast, whatever it is, and there's Aunt Flo. And you either love Aunt Flo or you despise Aunt Flo. But either way, she's giving you a hug, right? And you either are, are just completely you know, embraced in love and enjoy this embrace and, 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 are, uh, and, and, and know that you are just completely loved or you're completely repulsed by the embrace. But either way, Aunt Flo is embracing you. And that heaven and hell is, is, that, is, is that difference that you're getting embraced by God and you either love it and it's it's your all, your all in all, or it's 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 your you're repulsed by it. And that's the elder brother, you know, like hey, there's a party, come mm-hmm. join it. No, I want to stay outside. Well that's that's yeah. actually you're getting at the orthodox view of hell. Yeah. God loves you so much and you go, don't don't love me. You abhor his yeah, love. That's for right. you. And that that's hell. It's it's not a punishment. <clears throat> It's, it's perceived as a punishment, right. it, but it's your—it's a result of your own relationship to God that you have said, "I don't—I don't want that." And I, I don't I'm probably going to get censored continue. by the Vatican. I, 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 don't I don't think that I, I'm I out of the door. Not want it. I, and he just <laughs> pours. That's within the Catholic tradition. He just pours yeah. his mercy and love on him, and they say, "No, no, 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 no." What he's doing right now, right? So I, hell may be a, a more obvious. Demonstration of that. But we think know. of like hell as separation for God. We do no, use no, that no, language. No, I don't think it is. It's separation of a of of a, of, a, of an emotional sort. Like I, it's a it's a disassociative so, separation. In some way it is certainly, but but of our own making, right? Not of God's. He, I agree. He, he is good. He pours his goodness into these folks, and they go. They, they're repulsed by it. Who can dwell in the everlasting burnings? I think Isaiah 33 is the scripture that gets quoted. With you guys, I'm, I'm using your tradition right now, not mine. Well, uh, well it's the Bible, like, well, you're, yeah, you're admitting yeah, yeah. the well, scriptures no, are oh from the my, Catholic and Orthodox. Oh, oh thank you. That was a softball <laughs> and just poof, out of the park. <laughs> no, your interpretation of that verse. <laughs> See, and C.S. Lewis is very close to that. Almost in all his writings, he 
that's about what he was saying. He was he had like an orthodox view of of hell. Mm-hmm. I, I really like his imagery, and, and and it speaks to the modern man. I mean, he's like his mere Christianity. Divorce. I think is is just as good as some oh, of these fathers of the church. Oh, well, you know, he he was a Protestant, so you must be saying that Protestants <laughs> are better. High Church Anglican. Church, yeah, church Anglican. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, don't I, put, don't bring down there with them Baptists. <laughs> <laughs> With them teetotaling Baptists, I wasn't one of them. Why did we go, why did we go really into this? See, see, there's a there's a bump talking in about the sorry guys. Of God I know, oh, no, there are those Baptists. No, the, there's a, there's a there's a bumpkin <laughs> accent, like whatever. But but I think there's a good old Southern. There is. You know, uh-huh. well, 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 I'm molasses. <laughs> <laughs> and it's there's been a murder. It's you guys, I tell you, you could quote Shakespeare with that accent. I wish I could I could have been born. There we go. There we go. Can you imagine preaching? With that, and I do declare. Yes, it'd be as good as Scottish <laughs> Yes. So anyway, we were the goodness of God. We were the goodness of God. Athanasius. Yeah. You knew we'd get there, don't you? Didn't you? You no, predicted this. No, we we're going to go to hell today. Remember no. that time you told us you wanted more banter? Yeah, that is. You guys are good. He rues the day. Yes. So, so what do, you guys, what do you guys think of that view of hell? That we have just eruditedly. That, that, that hell is the abhorrence of God's total embrace in love of you. In light of his goodness, his ongoing goodness. You want to feel that first? Or you want me yeah. to? Which I, one of us wants to get into trouble? Yeah, that's right. First. I mean, I think in terms of existentially, I, I, can, I certainly would agree with that. I mean, I think progress in grace. And holiness is to fall deeper in love with the things of God and the things that God loves. And so um, the inverse of that, you know, wickedness and unrighteousness is, you know, a resistance to all things that have to do with God. I I do think that, I I don't think that, you know, in terms of, you know, the kind of way that you think about these things, it's not as if, you know, as a, you know, as a reformed, uh, you know, from the reformed position, it's not as if, Oh, I really, really, I really do love God, and I really do want to get there. But unfortunately, you know, I'm I'm in the oh, wrong. Oh no, no, I don't here, think that. Would, <laughs> no, it's, I think it's the it's the wrath of God idea that the people are in hell because of, He's punishing them. He's right. He's giving them what they deserve because He screwed them all their whole life, and so He's just okay, guys. I gave you your chance, mm-hmm. um, or you're you're going to be you're going to be sorry mm-hmm. for for not. Responding to my good news, to the good news, I wouldn't necessarily feel like those two things are um, contradictory, though. An idea of punishment, an idea of love. Well, he'd have to know. No, I certainly don't think those things are contradictory. No, I think those things um, are a wrathful punishment and a good embracing love, and that is and perceived flow. as punishment. Well, if you're rejecting it. That hell is perception. That, that's, 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 you're abhorred. It's, it's like, I often think of the prodigal son. The love is coming no matter what. Yeah, I, I, I think of the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get ready like, for the love. This is an aside. There's this, you know that wonderful, that old sort of, uh, sort of, I forget, I don't know exactly how to describe it. It's Jesus knocking on the door mm-hmm. to come in and says, come in, I'm here to save you. What are you here to save me from? From what you'll, from what I'll do to you if you don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> circular <laughs> argument. But, yeah. but, uh, but I, I do think, I mean, I think if you think about, I guess one way to think about how I might answer your question, Keith, is, um, you know, it, the, in response to, I mean, I think part of God's character is justice. And in response to, you know, some of the greatest tra- travesties of, you know, the, the 20th century, you know, I think what those who are oppressed, those who have suffered, you know, wickedness at the hands of other people, I think the cry for justice mm. and it is like is a godly cry. I mean, I think that that's what's happening yeah, I mean, at the altar. You know, the, the the martyrs are saying, "Lord, when will we? You know, when will mm-hmm. we finally get our justice?" The book of Revelation. Okay, so you, so you're equating justice with punishment. I, I, I don't equate those two. Mm-hmm. So, to, yeah, if there's going to be a judgment. There's going to be justice. Mm-hmm. There's going to be consequences to what one has done, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Jesus talks about that. Mm-hmm. Um, those who are good, but those who are, you know, whatever. So there's going to be consequences, good but that's not you. the same as, you know, if, 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 we, if we disciplined, corrected our children mm-hmm. and did so as a way of punishing them, that's one thing. If we are correcting them as a result of them disobeying mm-hmm. a law, a rule that we put down, and it's just a natural consequence. So, ah, sorry, I, I laid the law, whatever, and you crossed yeah, like over. A blind, like a blind yeah. law. Uh-huh. And I so said like, this was going to happen. Yeah. It's, so it happens. Mm-hmm. Those are two different, okay. two yeah. different well, things. Okay, yeah. So justice yeah. and punishment. So, but I God often just, hear. But he's equitable. Yeah, so I, I hear this wrathful punishment idea coming from some hardcore. Uh-huh. Calvinists and 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 so that's that's what you transgress you deserve at, this but I wonder how you know I, I that doesn't characterize uh-huh. the Calvinistic view that wrathful punishment idea that I'm am I am I overstating it am I being too I, I harsh I think uh, not in its not in its best forms well but yeah 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 I mean I think um, there wouldn't be anything I mean I think I do think you will get some sort of uh, pretty you know, popular, unreflective forms, but I, I think the the way that you're articulating justice and things like that is a, sort of a part, uh, sort of emerges from a tradition of thinking about God that, like, we all share with mm-hmm. the little mm-hmm. Catholic right. tradition. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I agree. Unity of His attributes and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's you know, you can't say, oh well, in this case, God's justice won out over His love, you know, or something like that. That no, it's all God is one. Yeah, it might be. There's the, I mean, in the Reformation, there was what was a majestic, magisterial, magisterial, yeah, that had a understanding so of, Latin of the church, and then, so, and then there were the extremists. What they called yeah, the, right. it took him like well, yeah. over I half think an it's hour interesting. You know, I think that there, let's say, there was initially in the Reformation a desire to kind of jettison some of these some aspects of thinking about who God was, you know, that, that had been inherited from you know, the medieval period, things like that. But pretty quickly people realized, like, you have to have these things. And so the, 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 the way that I think the Reformers thought about who God was is there's a lot of continuity with, certainly, I mean, this is all West, so I can't speak yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, like, with, you know, a lot of early Reformed Orthodox theologians Used Thomas and saw him as a really well, it, it's the language it's the it's the it's the material with which they talked about God. You know, mm-hmm. ha, we we used language that has a philosophical backing to it, mm-hmm. right? Meaning, 
Right. It has it has it has roots. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was wanting to, wanting to move a little bit to a, a you know, back part to the yeah, book. Yeah, back to the book. Yeah. Let's get out of hell. <laughs> what I I wrote down rabbit. here, I, I saw in in this this kind of section on redemption, a lot of the motivation of God, but not much on the mechanics. And this is the, that's the, the motivation, not the mechanics. In other words, what was driving God to redeem us, but there's not much talk about necessarily how he did it. Yeah, there is. In, in the sense of, well, I mean, there is, I mean, with the taking of the body and those kind of things, but there's a lot of presuppositions but about that's it. that. That's it. That, that, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, like justification, like we would argue Protestant matter, Catholic. It, it, it doesn't. That's, that's what I'm getting at. Says and smiles, Keith. Orthodoxly, <laughs> orthodoxly, <laughs> and I think that that yeah, I mean, I think that that is I, as a Protestant, I don't have any problem because I think the the doctrine of justification wasn't really mm-hmm. articulated until the you know 16th century um, because in the same way that there's an order Shots to which fired. these things happen, you know, and I would Shots say fired. over, <laughs> over analyzed or whatever. What's the word you used that was uh, articulated? Okay. Over articulated. Uh, well, I think seriously, even, I think that's. That, and that's even even in the, the joint declaration of Lutheran Catholic that thing that came out joint declaration in the, of the 90, doctrine of justification was it nineties or something or eighties or nineties it was ninety nine ninety nine when they started it which is a great document because it basically says hey we've been arguing for four hundred years about something that we kind of basically agree on it's just a little bit of semantics here and a little bit of semantics there but we all believe that grace is at work right okay great <laughs> let's just agree on saved by grace good okay and we, we do works by grace. Well, obviously, any good that we do is by the by the grace of God living within us. It's not Pelagian, right? But but he but in this first part, Athanasius focuses a lot about the motivation that God has. His motivation to redeem us. He's, and he is going to get into the and how, how could he, he, he be anything else though, right? Yeah. The motivation is he's God. Yeah. He he he's good, kind, gracious, loving, joyful. I mean, he's everything. Uh, yeah, how can he be other? He's just. He's he just he's just being God, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. He could have made this a whole lot shorter. He, he's God. <laughs> That's Keith's book. This is why he has not no bestsellers, <laughs> none. And then, what what, what, and what, what size says, font would you use? <laughs> and he says Jesus Christ, as he came in the flesh, showed us that. Yeah, showed us that God. Yes, and in His miracles, in His death. In fact, it was His death that showed us most clearly, God. Yeah, yeah. man. So it's it's Christ is the apologetic. He is everything we're talking about. Uh, Have you seen that book by Peter Kreeft? It's called. Have you already read of Peter uh-huh. Kreeft? He's great. Yeah, it's great. called Jesus Shock. And it's a, it's kind of a little bit of apologetics book, and it basically goes through all like questions of life, and it's like, what's the answer to this? What's the answer? If Jesus isn't the answer to every single one of your questions, but you, you haven't got the right answer, and it's 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 surprising coming from someone who is so intellectual erudite. and erudite. <laughs> yes, but I recommend the book Jesus Shock by Peter Kreeft. Have you seen the? Uh, it's the it's the old joke. The Sunday school teacher is asking all the children, "What's brown?" Furry, yeah. climbs in trees, and eats nuts. 
and the kids just sit there in stunned <laughs> silence for a minute, just silent, and then one of the little kids turns to another and whispers, I know the answer is Jesus. I just don't know how. <laughs> yeah. It's always Jesus. It's always Jesus. <laughs> Uh, so let's just, we only have a few more minutes. That reminds, actually, reminds me of a Sunday school story. I was oh. like oh. second grade and I was visiting in another, my, my grandparents, but I was in a sixth grade class with my brother. And so I didn't know how to spell that well. And, and they had us fill in the blank something. And the answer, uh, the answer was God and I put good. <gasps> So, uh, I think about that. Capital said, that G, is good. Cool. Capital G, good. Voice God. 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 I said, he's good. He's Alethos. No, that's truth. Agathos is is good. We should have ended. You <laughs> <laughs> said it wrong. I said good. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> David started talking. We should have been. If you could have been here, Keith was like, David was looking sincerely, joyfully, relationally at Keith. Keith doesn't even Another acknowledge David word. and looks aside from Another him to Joey and I. We should have ended. We should have ended. Before Keith's story, we should have ended. Well, uh, any other. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Did we make any progress today at all? We made a little progress on the things we were going to talk about. Uh, any other things? We want to add before this. Throw in a, a well, the fire, the fireproof. Uh, yeah, we we're going to uh, do a bonus arguments. Yeah, fireproof arguments. So, oh, yeah, okay. You get asbestos. They they they've been begging. Please, can we talk about asbestos? <laughs> Athanasius mentions asbestos, and I've spent a lot of money on asbestos here in this old building. <laughs> so you just feel like you have some. Why don't I mean? <laughs> I feel like I have something invested in it. So that no one would get mesothelioma. Yeah. Is that Greek? Yes. Or Latin? It it's Greek. <laughs> mesothelioma. All right. Uh, Anthony just references it. He, you're going to have to read the book to find out how. Uh, thanks for joining us. It's in number 28, by the way. On Patristics and Prayer uh, of a Beautiful Church podcast. <laughs> That's all for now. There you have it. Hell, and a few other topics that we discussed in episode eight. This is it, the final episode of season three of A Beautiful Church podcast, where we try to demonstrate the church as a whole is beautiful. We are already in pre-production for season four, so be looking for that. We appreciate you guys listening. Please, please, by all means, subscribe to this podcast, share it with others, let friends know we want to build up the body of Christ and build unity among the people of God, because we do want to be part of Jesus's prayer, or at least the answer to that prayer, where he says, Father, may they be one, so that the world may know that you sent me. We want the world to know that Jesus Christ was sent to the Father, and we know that we accomplish this by our growth in the direction of becoming one with one another. And so we're trying to swim upstream in the opposite direction of division toward unity, not thinking that we'll probably accomplish it in our lifetimes, but we hey, it's better to work in that direction than the other one. We hope you'll join us with that. God bless you, and thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us. The Chattanooga House of Prayer is a nonprofit ministry based in Chattanooga, Tennessee, 
where we are seeking the transformation of our city through unified prayer, worship, and action. I want to give a special thank you to those of you who give generously to this ministry. We have just learned over the years that many hands make light work, and it is because of you that we can continue this important mission. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit chathop.org. That's C-H-A-T-T-H-O-P dot org slash podcast for more information. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, share it on your social media, and tag us at Chattanooga House of Prayer. Thanks again for listening.